Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benson, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit Hey, yo, 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 mic check. One, two episode i'm gonna need you to help me out here 157 bro episode 157 on an undercover cop (laughs) (laughs) i'll cut that out cut that out uh we'll we'll come back to it but episode 157 serious rap shit podcast i'm john your host i'm josh evans yeah we about to get busy how you been josh i'm cooling man i'm cooling yeah i you know keeping it live dog word you know, like Beanie Siegel said, I don't do much. I don't do much. Just out here. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy because um, <laughs> last night we went out to a haunted house. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I ain't been to a haunted house since I was probably like a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Because like by the time I was in my 20s, I wasn't doing no whimsical things. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? We was, we was out here scratching and surviving. I wasn't doing no whimsical running around, you know, Scooby-Doo mystery type shit. But um, yeah, we went to uh, a haunted house. It was me, Liz, and her homie Lee. And man, this shit. We, first of all, we drove like like 40 minutes out the Wh- city. Which shot was it? It's, I don't know what this fucking thing is. Uh, the Sleepy Hollow joint. I don't even know where. Uh, okay. You said what? Newton. In Newton, whatever the fuck that is. Listen list to the background. She said Newton. Wherever the fuck that was, we was out in the burbs and like this shit, like it was, it was, it was so crazy. We went to this giant farm where they had this thing and the mist was like on some legit like Stephen King mist type shit. Like it was it was just like mad misty and dark. So, you know, they had they, they, it was uh separated into like two attractions, right? And this shit, you know, I knew that this was like, you know, teenagers and like people in their 20s that live in the suburbs that were jumping out at us but that shit was legitimately yeah. like frightening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say i was shook but like that shit 
that shit legitimately had me like screaming as a grown ass man like the toxic masculinity in me <laughs> felt like super conflicted but it was fun yeah. you know what i'm saying it was, it was like a bunch, of, a bunch of theater school kids yeah. <laughs> theater kids they jumping out ah, wow yeah. what a fright <laughs> like, jazz hands and shit like, that shit, i was like damn man i'm like legitimately shook off of this shit one nigga chased me with a uh he had a uh uh, chainsaw and shit <laughs> like oh, but one of those glow in the dark purge masks yeah yeah and he yeah. like ran up on us with that shit that shit was wild yo they had us in a um in a cornfield like okay, you, yeah, yeah you know how you see on like the horror movies when like it's a uh, cornfield and it's like mad dark and the corn stalks are like taller than you yeah we was walking through that shit uh, but they no, had no. like they had like cult it was at one point we went to this clearing in the cornfield and they had like uh these like cult figures with like the crow masks on <laughs> and shit. That shit was really fucking wild, yo. Like, here's the thing too with those that's like if you was in the city, it's not scary. No. Cause like you know the city. You know what I mean? Yep. So like you're not worried. Like this shit is all about like the setting is on. Un- is unsettling like right. you know what i mean so like you're out of your element like you know what i mean right. so yeah it's it's rightful to be like yo i like dog i hate it when i used to work out in the counties mm-hmm. and i used to work overnight like i'd be driving around and yo it's just all these you be outside your truck it's just noises out there yeah. and shit like that it's constantly <laughs> yeah like you know what i mean like dog, you know, there's Bigfoots out there and shit like that. So I don't really trust that. Definitely Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Lived out so, there. Some shit. Yeah. So I, I'm called. I was supposed to go to a uh, to Bates Motel mm. on Friday, but like we got rained out. So like you know what I mean? Yeah. We fucking poured all day. Because uh, I don't really, look, I don't ever look at like uh, like weather shit in advance. No. Nah. No. Nah, just you go know out. What I mean, yeah. I just like. <laughs> go out stick my hand out the door like yo what's the temperature right alright cool so like I don't ever look so like I made the plans without ever bothering to look to be like oh it's gonna fucking rain on Friday yeah Um. so yeah I don't Uh. I made those and I, we got rained out I was I was a little upset I gotta try and reschedule that shit cause that shit's like fucking 80 bones mm, so yeah I ain't trying to waste that money you know what I mean yeah that shit like definitely if you know, there's nothing in the city that scares me except for maybe like possums, you know what I mean? Yeah, raccoons, yeah, yeah. but Word. I mean that's just that's normal, that's natural. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit was like, you know, it was like the ghosts and the ghouls or whatever, but also like the specter of racism <laughs> was also a little scary. I definitely saw, you know, uh, you know, this is how real patriots kneel on a couple oh, shirts wow. you know what i'm saying we we possibly spotted a maga hat while we was out there you know what i'm saying corona's still in the air so it was like social factors that made yeah. the shit well, a little scary is is corona still out there because i saw a uh, <laughs> ti's album release party because apparently ti released an album it's 2020 i mean he, he didn't figure. send it to, to this podcast so. <laughs> um and he, uh, like, they just in a club in Atlanta. Nobody got no mask on. It's like, motherfuckers is like, you mm. know, shoulder to shoulder in that bitch. Nobody right. got no mask on. Popping bottles and shit. 
I don't know, man. Atlanta's a different planet. So, man, I this this is Corona like you know not a factor below the Mason Dixon line. Like, it, like I think so because Florida be wilding too. Yeah, so. like what the fuck is the deal with the South? Y'all just I don't know. Y'all fuck it. <laughs> I feel like niggas is down there eating like uh, just like mad collard greens. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it like replenishes your vitamin D, and you can't yeah, get Corona. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. I think it's like Southern food is like the <laughs> antidote to uh, Corona. Yeah, because motherfuckers up here is getting murked by this shit. Yes, definitely. And we, yeah. you know, some of us are respecting its authority. Like we're absolutely we're respecting the power of this shit. Absolutely, you got to y'all. Like, can't be out here wilding, dog. Nah, like not at all. That shit, you know. If I if I had to do it again, I might not do it again because like afterwards I was thinking like, yo, it's mad people out here, and I know that fucking virus is like floating around this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So it was fun on one hand, but you know we gonna wait it out a couple weeks and see <laughs> what the see yeah. you know make sure no no symptoms pop up or anything. Yeah, you like in quarantine now because you went to a haunted house. <laughs> it was like hopping out on niggas, niggas they. They had a band. They had like a metal band playing through the whole shit. Like they had like a stage on the side. So you're like going to like the concession stand or the guy is chasing you with uh, a chainsaw and you're just hearing like dun, 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 dun. like somebody just playing <laughs> on the side. But then at one point they switched it up and the nigga was covering like uh, Pearl Jam Alive. So like we're like roaming through a cornfield and people are jumping out of, at us like evil clowns and shit and we're just saying I'm still alive like in the background <laughs> I'm like this shit is so goofy culturally and like it's like a weird mashup. Yeah, you got fucking Jeremy spoken while you're <laughs> being chased by a fucking dude in a, a clown mask. Jeremy spoken. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate um, Pearl Jam, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel the need to like assert that. Like I fucking hate Pearl Jam. Was it Pearl Jam that had the video where like it was like animated and like a meteor hit and like killed the dinosaurs shit? Is that Pearl Jam that had that video? Was that that song? Um, don't drink, don't drink the water. There's blood oh, in it the water. Be. It might be. I like. I just remember like that visual of like the dinosaurs being killed by a meteor and shit. You yeah. know, like most of my life, I, I forget who I was talking. Oh, I was shout out to Rhythm. Uh, me and Rhythm was talking on Twitter the other day about uh, like MTV having such a high impact on like how my cultural references for like like I only time I hear a new wave song, I think about like seeing MTV in like '88. Right. In 89 and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's like how I make the connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my biggest, I like Batman 89, my biggest memories about Batman 89 are seeing like the Prince mm -hmm. Bat Dance video. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So like a lot of my like memory touchstones are like memories of videos I would see like get up in the morning and you'd see like, you know, fucking Dave Matthews band on MTV <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like he had the one, he had the one video that was like, uh, oh no, that was, uh, what was, the other, what's my man? 
who we talked we, we were talking shit about and he like we found out he died that week. Oh, what was my man's name? Tom Petty. I still Tom feel <laughs> guilty about that dog. Cause I man, that was when we were doing the show at my crib in West Philly. Yeah. Man, we was talking so bad about Tom Petty and he died like a week later. And I was like, fuck, we gotta chill out. Like <laughs> we gotta chill out. I hope nothing happens to Eddie Vetter. And we just <laughs> I'm like yeah. talking shit about Pearl Jam. Shout out, you know well, Eddie shit, Eddie Van Halen just died this week. He did. We never we never slandered Van Halen though. Nah, like, we never we slandered just, Van Halen though. No. We let them rock. And plus also I feel like Van Halen to me at least is a little before not before my time, but before I gave a fuck about like anything, any music with guitars on it. Where? You know what I'm saying? Like I came of age like when nirvana came out i was like a preteen yeah you know what i'm saying so like that's kind of like nirvana smashing pumpkins that whole wave of music and like thinking about like what you said with like mtv and all of that that's like i remember you know like aha and all of that like 80s new wave stuff but like the stuff that i you know what i'm saying yeah the shit i was like into into was like Nirvana and all of that. Word. Yeah, like I, I honestly, I don't know if I could tell you a Van Halen song. Right. Then they do Jump. I was about to say, is that they, David Lee Roth was the lead singer of Van Halen, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Okay, yeah. So they had that. They have, uh, is it Panama? Isn't that they song too? Maybe. Panama. Panama. Is that them? I think. That shit feel like like when you you singing that I feel like I want to go to like Chicky and Pete's and like, <laughs> and like watch the Eagles game and then fight in the parking lot with like a South Philly Italian. <laughs> like that's what I feel when you when you sing that song. Yeah, yeah. That's I was like, that's I think that's Van Halen. I just don't like my my thing for that is like them doing uh, doughies in the parking lot on. Uh, super bad and that's yeah, yeah, playing yeah. and shit so right. yeah that that's my like i like i don't know like that's what you call it i didn't know um uh the uh the intro song for um entourage i don't know what band that is that's it's definitely uh perry farrell singing so it's either jane's addiction or it's porno for pyros I do okay. know that. I, I'm yeah. meaning that is, oh, yeah. Like, I think that's like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jane's Addiction. Might be, yeah. I know Jane's Addiction Jane's Addiction freaked me out as a kid because they had that that uh, video where they were just like, like dressed as women and they were like stealing in the uh, supermarket. Oh, yeah. It was, was just it like a, a weird. Stealing yeah, once. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just was like a, such a weird visual for me as a kid to see that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I um. I don't know. Like I they have like a couple songs that I know. Like I know "Been Caught Stealing." I used to play that shit in DJ sets. Like I would oh, like word. cut it up. You know, like I'd be playing like some uh, like hip hop shit or whatever, and I used to like cut that shit up and then drop uh, "Been Caught Stealing," de- depending on like the crowd or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the song. Jane says, Summertime Rolls. I like that song. They got like a couple joints that I like. I used to get them and the Black Crows confused. Really? Yeah. What song do the Black Crows do? 
I don't know. I just know I remember that I remember there was a video where they were like in like a uh like a roadside motel, the Black Crows. Mm. And like I think that dude from the Black Crows sounds similar to Perry Farrell. Yeah. So like uh I think like that but like yo, again, my references for this kind of shit is just not you know what I mean? We, we hip hop guys, it's a rap podcast. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know this shit. Did, yeah, so I, I wonder I'm limited in those areas. Did the Black Crows do the Joni Mitchell cover. Um, don't we know it seems to go, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. They Pay might have. Paradise, put up a parking lot. One that, of those bands. That might be the song. I can. That might be the song I'm even thinking of. Yeah, one of those bands did like a a Joni Mitchell cover. I think it yeah. may be. Is it, <laughs> either the Black Crows or Counting Crows? There you go. <laughs> Listen, man, can't, all y'all can't have crows in y'all name, man. Yeah, we and not for us to keep up. Y'all. Yeah, we yeah. don't know the fuck. Well, we're not gonna be able to keep up with that. Not in the fucking least. But yeah, maybe uh-huh. we should. <laughs> we should hop Let's out end on that. <laughs> yeah, we gonna end it on that one. We are gonna hop out and take a quick break and come back and actually talk about hip hop. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lopkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go off the record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Boom. Back in effect. Um, so, it's <laughs> a lot of fucking shit that's been happening this week. Um, 
<laughs> man, I, I I say this all the time jokingly, but I'm starting to think that it's true. God is just rolling the dice on 2020. We don't know what's going to happen. Definitely society's just rolling the dice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We don't we don't know what we wake up every morning. You know, you go on Twitter and it could be any fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially because the president gets on Twitter at like three in the fucking morning and just goes on like <laughs> Twitter sprees. You know what I mean? This nigga don't sleep. He don't get no buns. Like he just, oh. <laughs> he just be on Twitter you see, the, you see the videos of him dancing to like YMCA? Terrible. Oh, uh, so also, he looks like a he looks like a robot fucking like uh, <laughs> like fucking malfunctioning and shit. Right. Like this nigga pop locking and shit. <laughs> YMCA. Also, Trump, I know you're a misogynist. I know you're a racist. Usually people who are misogynists and racists are also homophobes. And YMCA has long been a gay anthem. <laughs> Why is that your anthem that you're like dancing to? I don't understand that shit. Because a lot of these dudes, especially like Republicans, they get like they want to use like "Born in the USA" mm. or uh, some John Cougar Mellencamp song. Yeah, and like them dudes want license a music song. Musicians are like, yeah, you know, we wrote this song <laughs> in opposition to people like you. Yeah. You know, like Reagan saying? tried to use "Born in the USA" and. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen was like, I couldn't think of my man name if I was about to call him the boss. <laughs> the boss. Uh, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in your mind. It's about to call um, him the boss. Uh, he straight said, like, he's like, no, this is a critique of your America. Like, you can't, like, right. you can't use this song. <laughs> this is a critique of your America. Yo, man, this shit, um, this election cycle has been so bizarre. And a little disheartening, a lot of disheartening for me yeah. personally. Um, <laughs> I saw uh, the fuck is it? Uh, Charlie Clips and DNA. Yeah. Two, you know, notable battle rappers. You know what I mean? They cut a promo for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Do I, I don't even know if I I, I want to just keep saying it the black way Kamala you know what I'm saying yeah. but I also want to respect her name she pronounced it Kamala so you know whatever but <laughs> they cut a promo where these motherfuckers are like legit on like a basketball court rapping about like Joe Biden and the black <laughs> agenda and why you need to vote is. <laughs> I, I'm not even like trying to disrespect these two dudes as like individuals or as MCs. This whole thing. Cut that check. Man. <laughs> man. I, man. I, but, you know, it's crazy because it's not just them. Um, you know, I, I get like political ads and stuff. But uh, when I was in Baltimore, I saw a lot more because I was like in the hotel at night, like uh writing but also i had the tv on yeah dog there are a lot of like they've been gathering up like activists to you know come out and do these ads for for uh biden and they're almost always black folks and they feel targeted towards black folks so it feels like um biden's campaign is really really trying to like galvanize the black vote and they well, pulling a, out all the fucking the, stops. 
there's a large demographic in the battle rap community <laughs> who aren't active in voting. So yeah. they needed to energize the battle rap base. If if you listen to two people <laughs> rap at each other for an hour with no beat, you're definitely like you could definitely swing either way. Like you could what, be a you could be a Trump supporter. What I was wondering was is I thought at first, oh, this must be like the sequel to Hamilton. <laughs> right. Because it definitely gave that vibe. Like, it gave you know what I mean? Hamilton vibes. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. That's, man, I never thought, like Biggie said, uh, we never thought <laughs> I would take this far. I never thought battle rappers <laughs> would be doing a political ad. Man, oh, man. He's like, um, and they, for to their credit, like they're grinding Trump the fuck up, which yeah, yeah. I love. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's like super fucking cringy. Which you know, when I think about it, battle rap itself is cringy. You know what yes. I mean? Like battle rap as it is, you're you're basically like aggressively poeming at yeah. another guy. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it in itself, it's like inherently a little cringy and a little silly. But this shit like takes the cake. And I never thought like in all seriousness, if you would have told us when we were kids, like, yo, you know, the Democratic Party <laughs> is going to have dudes rapping at each other to get us to vote in the future. I would be like, man, this shit like who wrote this future? Like 15 year old me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so odd. You know, shout out to them for a smack DVD could really <laughs> Hold the presidential election in the balance. Uh, if Trump, if Trump comes and hires <laughs> like Cassidy and uh, I don't know fucking daylight, and they do like a counter <laughs> battle thing against Biden and Harris, man, I don't know. I might, I might have to switch sides or some shit. I don't no, know. I think that's why he sat down with Ice Cube. He was like, "Yo, like, you know what I mean." <laughs> They roasting me over here with with DNA. Like, it's like I gotta get somebody on my team. It's like when Bob diss Neil deGrasse Tyson. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson got another dude to diss Bob, or whatever. However the fuck it worked, I can't remember that goofy shit. But I could imagine Trump like watching that shit. Like, oh, they going in on me, dog. <laughs> these MCs got me trapped behind these walls. <laughs> and then he goes, gay. he's like, what rappers do we know? He's like, Kanye. All right. You know, <laughs> he's, he's out of the mix. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube, get Ice Cube on the line and let's go to war. This shit is so fucking odd, dog. It's so weird and pandering. I don't, I, I'm really at a loss. Like I couldn't predict what'll come next yeah dog i just i really never thought a you know two dudes battle rapping each other would be like could hold a a presidential election in the bound in the palm of its hands right like i never thought like i literally watched the one bull dna battle somebody the other day in the barber shop and he brought a dude dressed as a tree on stage so like <laughs> i never thought that you know what i mean this same guy Right. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. Like, yo, I, I bet you, listen, I bet you that check was lovely. Man, get your money. Like, I'm I'm not even mad about that. Get your fucking money. No. Oh, 
But we finna like laugh at this shit though. You're oh not finna, yeah, you're not finna put this shit out in the world, and we're just gonna like, oh yeah, like seriously, what are, what are Joe Biden's policies? <laughs> we're not gonna like seriously sit and consider this shit. We gonna laugh at this shit because it's fucking silly. We need to put Trump in retirement so we can save the environment. Like, <laughs> right, right? Okay, fam. I nah, you. B. <laughs> If like, Trump won a battle and he want to go to war, then it'll be like when the U.S. signed the Paris Accords. Like, yeah. nah. <laughs> nah. We don't like none of this shit. No. But, like, it's crazy because, like, battle rap is completely different than, like, when we were younger. Um, you just battled the dude. Like, you know what I mean? Right, now right, these right. dudes do, like, they bring paperwork on stage and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I don't know who that bull was, Excuse me. but like you, you can find it on YouTube. I, I'm not looking this shit up, but like when the white bull brought the paperwork on the other bull and he's like breaking down how he like snitched on his co-defendant, man, you got to rock a nigga at that point. Like, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't have yeah. told, you know what I'm saying? You, you put yourself in that. You was out here doing crimes and then you was telling so that you, you really did it to yourself. But the nigga show up at a battle rap with your paperwork in hand, you got to get him out of here. That's too much effort. That's too way too much like a job that I got to do research now to battle dudes. Dog. And yeah. the, the shit I was watching in the barbershop was like tag team. Like the one wow. dude would like spit two bars and then he like his man would come in and like give two bars and then like his other home like dog, it was insane. This shit was a battle royale. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Like, I don't really watch battle rap. I have more things to do with my time than watch <laughs> battle rap. More things, better things. <laughs> I'd rather watch what culture videos about right. like things I missed in movies. Watch That's Mojo. Me. Yeah, I'd rather watch Watch Mojo. That's me. But you know, I listen, man. It was a whole. Ch- I don't know. He was, you know, obviously my barber watches shit on a fire stick and doesn't. You know what I mean? So Naturally. whenever he had like a whole like uh, URL URL channel that he was watching. Oh snap! So uh you know, listen. That's more. The the twenty or so minutes I watched the battle of battling was enough <laughs> battling that I'll ever have to watch again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy times, bro. Yo, this shit is 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 so crazy. Um, because it seems like shit happens real fast, and then we're like, we'll get like a strong day of like roasting this shit on Twitter and like laughing about it. And then like the next day the sun comes up again and there's a new fucking crazy thing thing, for us to talk about. Cause like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, whatever, you know what I mean? If this would have happened, we'd have been like cracking jokes on this shit for weeks. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like breaking down the lines and shit. That shit happened like Monday or whatever. This is like a Sunday we're recording this on. Niggas not even talking about that shit no more. And the craziest thing is the shit happens. Everything happens so fast. But it also feels like this year has been a decade. So like it's the weirdest shit in the world. And maybe that's part of it is because so much shit is happening so fast that like shit that we used to be able to live on for a week now fucking mm-hmm. like by the time we drop this like the fucking you know what I mean like 
the world will have yeah like there'll be nine other things we could have talked about like you know what i mean that happened i mean basically you know uh, another thing we like we mentioned is that so apparently ice cube did the uh he put out the like the contract for black america i forget what Mm -hmm. it's like there's it's an acronym too for it um so basically it was like you know these are the policies or these are the ideas and uh things that we need for black america um for us to be party you know to back your your candidate or whatever mm-hmm. um which i completely understand like those Perfectly are real things reasonable yes you know you know course you should, of political action you shouldn't be able to just rely on somebody's vote you need just the whole point is just for us to earn people's vote right right um and he did this a couple months ago because um, he had got like really active. Uh, we talked about it with uh, everything that was going on with like the fund of police and, and mm-hmm. the George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor. Um, like he had started to get really active and talking about these things. And um, so he came up with the contract for black America. Um, and he said like, you know, I want to sit down with, you know, fucking Biden and Harris and Trump and whatever like I was like if you want us to like come to the table you need to like meet us and shit yeah, so yeah. apparently uh, Bi- like he spoke with Biden and Harris's camp and they were like yeah we'll get to you know we'll get to it after the election mm-hmm. um, and uh, Trump was like yeah we'll co- you know you like come and talk to us yeah yeah And, you know, apparently he sat down with them and like they had like he had I remember a couple weeks ago, Trump had like rolled out like a plan for black America type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so like he had then brought he like brought uh, Cuban and like I guess they discussed like certain things and like he adopted some of the things that were on like Cube's agenda. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cube was like, you know, spoke. Before Cube could like say anything about it, of course the Trump campaign was like puts out somebody from some surrogate for Trump puts out a thing like Katrina Pearson, Katrina Pearson, senior advisor. Yes, so she gets on, she puts out on Twitter like Cube is with us, and you know (laughs) what I mean. Shout out, good looking Cube. Yeah, (laughs) thanks for riding with the right side. Yeah, like Cube, you know. Cube helped us develop the platinum plan and blah blah blah, um, which is such a bad name. I know for dog. like a black people policy. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking bad. But and so like I like a lot of people were roasting Cube and like people you know I made a joke. People made jokes or whatever. But here's my thing about the whole situation. I understand what Cube is trying to do. Yeah, um, and it's perfectly logical. But my thing is like. Why would you think sitting down with him would re- result in anything? Like, mm-hmm. like this dude is like he doesn't pay the people he hires to do the work in the buildings that he has. Like, let alone right. he's gonna make a keep a promise to like who's, who's openly courted uh, racist and shit like that to like be part of his campaign. Told a fascist group to stand by and st- like to stand back and stand by or whatever. Right. So. Like, why do you think, like, even sitting down with him and him making you any of these promises, anything is going to happen? Right. right. Um, three weeks know, before an election. Three weeks before an election, when you have, I was reading a, this uh, Medium article, and it's like, 
it's like it's not like Cube is like an activist who's in the community, who's rallying, mm-hmm. like who's getting voters out to do things and those kind of things. He's not like, um, uh, you know, he's not put, he's not done a ton of groundwork, and yeah. he doesn't hold like a voting base with him. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, like. Why you knew only thing that was gonna come from this was they would use you as a fucking prop. Yeah. Or you should have known. Yes, you should have known. You should have known that. And I I agree with all of that. And I said on Twitter that I think that Cube's biggest folly in this whole thing was I think he confused his own visibility and his own uh, maybe social media platform or his his uh, his standing in the culture for like you said a base. Yes, that's not a base. You know what I'm saying? If if you know a lot of people follow you know Kim Kardashian, but and Kim Kardashian's for uh, prison reform. Yeah, but we're not going to get prison reform because Kim Kardashian has like a huge following. On social media, it's not yeah. gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? It, it, when once you have a base and, like you said, have been doing groundwork, then that's something different. Yeah, I mean, he, like, there was no, you know, he's not bringing a voting block with him, right? So, mm-hmm. like, he's essentially, um trying to think of the best word but like he's essentially vying on his name and saying like well you know if i you know i I, i'm trading on his name essentially like well i'm cube and people will listen to me it's like yeah a little bit like just as just as much as like i I hate to be like that but like just as much as any celebrity like you know what i mean like right you'll have some sway and some people may listen to you and and those things but like when you sit down with a dude that's literally committing crimes against humanity by separating children at the border from their families like people are going to take that a certain way you know what i mean yeah that's the other end of it um we're not really as a culture we're not really in a political moment where uh playing both sides of the fence publicly is uh taken taken kindly yeah. you know what i mean by people now you and i both know that powerful people fund both sides and talk uh-huh. to both sides all the time but you being ice cube a prominent black man and somebody who for a lot of us helped us develop you know a radical political consciousness through your music People don't want to hear nothing about you sitting down with Trump. And that's, he could have easily, and I don't want to say easily, he could have alternatively, you know, created an organization or worked with some other people to try to get an agenda in front of both. But when it was looking like, you, I hate, I, I don't, I don't, I hate the phrase, uh, just read the room, because yeah. I feel like that's sometimes used to quell you know, uh, other voices. People are like, oh, just read the room when you say an unpopular thing. For his own uh, uh, optics or whatever, he should have looked at it and, and, and seen, you know, a few moves ahead. Like if, you know, Biden and Harris won't talk to me, 
and Trump's the only one that's going to talk to me, they're going to spin this in a way that's not going to look good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Cube is a brilliant person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But being a brilliant person doesn't make you smart and and tactical in other areas. You know what I mean? Because this whole idea that you're going to present any sort of policy without a base and without some kind of leverage of power is really just relying on the word of someone who, as you said earlier, don't even pay his own debts. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the most basic thing that we learn is as kids is like, if you owe pay, Yeah. he hasn't even gotten to that level yet. (laughs) So what is it going to look like? When it seems like you're only, you know, talking to this one side, the side that, you know, a lot of people detest. And it's, it's crazy because um, there's a conversation to be had about black votes specifically in all of this and the need for greater uh, black voter autonomy and independence of both parties you know to serve the interests of black people as a community there's a conversation to be had about that in all of this but it ain't going to be had it's just going to be people you know photoshopping like MAGA hats onto NWA records you know what I mean like it's going to be like yo Cube is MAGA Cube is MAGA which I don't think Cube at all is MAGA you know what I'm saying I think that you know, he's he's trying something that maybe he doesn't have the the movement or the savvy to pull off. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, as much as people don't like Killer Mike, Killer Mike has, you know, he's been organizing and doing those type of things. If it's a Boots Riley, like, you know what I mean? These dudes are organizers and they've been on the ground. Boots is definitely organizing and been on the ground. He's been on the front mm-hmm. lines for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Cube hasn't. And like, so there's, there's, you know, that's, it's fine that he wants to be engaged and he wants to, you know, he's has the best intentions. Um, but he's, He's right now, like, like you said, it's so close to the election already. Like, we're literally like right now we're like 15 days, 15, 16 days out from the election. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there's no there's nothing that like they're going to do. Either party would do that's going to mean anything really policy wise. Right? Um, right. For like, you know, to make any kind of giant policy agendas. Um and yes, there's a lot of things we could talk about as far as like, hey, should like, you know, uh, should the Democratic Party just be able to rely on black people's votes? They should be earning them. They should be working and addressing, excuse me, addressing the needs of uh, black folks as a whole. Um, and then, you know, microscopically in different sections throughout black of America, black America, like they should be addressing several different things. Yeah. Um, but the idea that like you're going to sit down with this dude and anything he says out his mouth a is going to be true like you know his big thing to his supporters in the first um, in the election in 2016 was I- I'm going to build a wall the wall <laughs> he, <didn't even laughs> he, he couldn't even do that so <laughs> do like that. 
the idea that like yeah well i got because i saw an interview with him after like this whole thing came out and he was like well i got the uh the 400 billion or whatever guarantee from them to investment in, in the black community it's like yeah that's not gonna happen a we know that's not gonna happen yeah. um and in the yeah. median article that i was reading they were saying that i think it was like a harvard study or i forget where it was it was a study that came out that was like because of like um discrimination and uh and uh um institutional racism like it's like like 700 billion dollars a year that like black folks miss out on in opportunity mm. in general like you know what i mean so like 400 billion dollar investment in four years is really nothing you know what i mean dropping up in the bucket yeah um and granted it, uh, like i said the idea that he's pushing for is completely true like yo they need to be addressing people's needs like you know what i mean yeah. um you shouldn't just be able to rely on on the revolt and like that happens a lot of times because they feel like they can get away with doing that mm -hmm. but you know even six months before the election is like it's like how these machines work that's too late you know what yeah. i mean these need to be things that like you know you need to be addressing now for 2024's election yeah like it's, I mean? especially when you haven't built up a base mm -hmm when it seems like you haven't been talking to a lot of the, the grassroots movements that have been working towards this. Like there's, there's been a grassroots movement for reparations for decades. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's been, uh, I want to say it's a bill that's been in the house of HR 40 or whatever, uh, for reparations for African Americans specifically, that's been in the house for decades. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's people on the ground doing this shit. Um, I was watching the interview. They had Cube or a section of the interview. Cube was talking to Alicia Garza, one of the women that founded uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and she asked him. She was like, "Yo, have you been talking?" to any grassroots organizers yeah. about this thing and he was like oh i hollered at ados you know what i'm saying which people if, if folks are listening and don't know what ados is ados is uh it stands for uh american descendants of slaves and they're an organization that uh is suspect to say the least you know what i'm saying they they have been uh fighting for reparations but um, ideologically, I, as a black person, uh, break with them because they have a hostility towards the rest of the diaspora. They're like, we're down with African-Americans and nobody else, which, you know, the Pan-Africanist in me can't, you know, align with that shit. Um, and also, ADOS leadership has been accused of being like Trump supporters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that to be a fact, but you know, uh it's it's been said. Um so you know, who knows how accurate that is and a lot of it does lean right wing. So for Cube to say when to be posed with that question, yo, what organizers have you been building with on this? And ADOS is your answer. That's not that's not uh, significant to me. I'm not saying that like. Well, I will say it like this: If you're building a platform right now for 
African Americans specifically, there's no way just from like a sheer uh, numbers and, and visibility standpoint and an organizer standpoint that you're not talking with Black Lives Matter. Even if you ain't talking with Black Lives Matter national, you got to be talking with Black Lives Matter, you know, Los uh, Angeles, Philly, or, Chicago, yeah. L.A. You know what I'm saying? These local folks that we know have been putting in this work, even if you don't you have issues with the national leadership, you know what I'm saying? There's no way you're not talking with these folks on the ground. It just it seemed like something that was folly from the beginning and Cube just didn't see the board like he should have. Yeah, and like you said, like what organizers are you sitting and talking with? Like, because you know every level of like what's going on affects uh black and brown folks disproportionately more than it does anybody else so it's like you know have you sat down with the sunrise movement yet like have you you know what i mean like have you sat down and talked with any climate change people at all have you sat down and talked with um anybody about uh medicare for all and healthcare shit and have you like all these things all affect black and brown people and poor people in general Mm-hmm. way more than they affect anybody else and they're going to continue to affect people way more than anybody else and all that shit needs to be a part of your agenda you know what right. I mean um, right like there's these like again and that's why like you know the idea is great the idea that he has is a great idea yeah it's that like the the work that has to be put in but again, I mean, it's part of our culture to be like, oh, well, he's Ice Cube. He's a big name. So, we'll, you know, let's do that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's where the eyes go instead of like all these people who have been putting in groundwork for so many years. Yeah. Who should be deferred to. Yes. You know what absolutely. I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, and I don't think that Cube had malice in this. I think absolutely that not. I think that it's being uh, the, the way that you know, we kind of um, absorb and process uh, news, bits of news and and current events and stuff. You know, it's always like we joke in, we crack jokes. You know, we do it on this podcast too. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And people, people ran with the narrative like, oh man, cube, cube down with MAGA, bro. Like he's MAGA now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that he's doing this out of malice i think that he's doing this out of a sincere love for black people absolutely and i think that uh he's also doing this out of like a little uh political naivete that but 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 having like the ambition to be like politically savvy yeah you know what i mean because i think he understands how the wealthy and the powerful lobby both sides. They talk to both sides. And I think he's trying to do that. And I think a lot of people in the political moment that we're in right now, the both sides shit don't play well. You know what I mean? Because Biden, you know, fuck Biden. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're not on this podcast riding with no Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? But I think that people are like, if you're you're having any dealings with Trump, you're on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And it's just it's just a bad look. And I feel ah, excuse me, wrong 
too. I feel, I feel for Cube because it's like, damn, like I love Cube. But I grew up old Cube. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you can't be, you know, from, you know, your house, wherever you live. You can't be like trying to like initiate a political movement from your house because you have a million Instagram followers or whatever. It don't work that way. It's got to be, you know, we need a, a radical change, a ground up change. You got to start there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a quick thing. You know, they said before the, the Zapatista movement jumped off, the the, the cadre of uh, revolutionaries that, that helped spark that movement were living in that area for a decade or yeah. two decades or whatever, you know what I mean? Building with the people and studying and building more and learning from the people and learning what they wanted. This shit's a long game. You know what I mean? That's why I like this whole like uh vote them out thing. Yeah, absolutely vote Trump out. Yeah. But that's not the, that's the, not the end uh, game. Like at all. Like, at you all. know, Police violence isn't going to stop because Trump's out of office. Like racism no. isn't going to stop because Trump's out of office. The climate isn't going to magically get better because Trump's out of office. Like these are all things that are going to take a long time, and you know, change is a slow process. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Um, who true was, who change. Who was in office? Absolutely. Who was in office when uh, Trayvon Martin was killed? Obama. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't Donald Trump? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a bastard, and he. Uh, definitely throws gasoline on the fire but if we're talking about changing systems then we're talking about changing systems yeah yeah you know what I mean not the 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 person the figurehead person in charge or whatever that's why what I'm hoping is like he keeps this initiative again to go into 2024 and 2028 and like you know what I mean keep this yeah. like keep this energy what I fear is that he like I saw him tweet like uh you know, when I went to a, uh, when I was going through, when I was getting bus to school, you know, folks in the hood was calling me a sellout. He said, when I decided mm -hmm. to be a rapper, folks in the hood was calling me, a, uh, the drug dealers was calling me a sellout. Um, mm -hmm. When I decided to leave NWA, they was calling me a sellout. When I went to go make movies, they told me a sellout. And like, I'm hoping that's not the energy he takes and not what he takes from this. Like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, so now I'm a sellout. So then instead of going like, all right, yeah, maybe there was bad optics to this. I need to get, like I need to watch how what my optics are going forward. Yeah. Um, and, and, he, and no, I was just saying, like, and start working with the people that like can re like can give you force behind because you know the Sunrise Movement and uh, Black Lives Matter and all these people have backing to go behind them. That's where your base then becomes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And where your strength is, the strength in numbers. Like you know what I mean? And that's real shit. So if you have numbers with you when you're going like. You know, if you could say, hey, I'm bringing 100,000 100, voters with me when I walk into this room, well, then there's mm -hmm. there's power behind that. You know what I mean? Then, you know, uh, so, you know, because and it's here's the thing. It can't just be, oh, I'm worried about the president who's getting elected. Like, if you're really in this for change, like, yeah. you need to be on Gavin Newsom and you need to be on the mayor in L.A. and the D.A. And the, like, you need to. 
this is really the avenue you're looking to go into, man, this is a, you know, this is a fucking 24 seven job. Like, you know what I mean? And you need to be on it all the time and getting on all these people because the real change is going to happen locally, then statewide, then like, you know, that change comes up a ladder, you know what I mean? And I'm hoping that like he sees this and goes, yeah, you know what? And he really thinks he can make the change. Then let's start doing that. Partnering with Mm -hmm. these different groups and wanting to make a a real change and do these different things. Um, I'm hoping that's what he gets from this and not like, fuck it. Like they call me a sellout. I'm not going to do it no more. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that he just doesn't like, um, like you said, be like, oh man, fuck it, I'm already rich. You know, yeah, what I, mean? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't got to put up with this shit. I don't got to deal niggas, with this shit. Yeah. Man, niggas been roasting me on Twitter and shit, and I don't got to put up <laughs> with this. I, I hope, and he could do it. He could definitely, you know, be like, all right, it wasn't a good look. I, I didn't have a good strategy with this shit. You know, how do I learn from this shit? I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but um, maybe like a year ago, no name tweeted, uh, you know, the problem's not capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Capitalism is cool. The problem is X, Y, Z. And niggas was roasting no name. Yeah. Now she's posting like anarchist shit yeah. on, on her Twitter. Like a year is is crazy because like, you know, when the whole uh, J. Cole, the thing with her and J. Cole happened, you know, I really thought about it. I was like, damn, people really look at no name as like, you know, this example of like a popular artist who's also a leftist thinker. Yeah. She only really been a leftist maybe like a year or so. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But she, you know, she listened. People was roasting her, but also people was like, yo, you know, this is why capitalism historically has oppressed people it's not, you know, an, a friend of ours. You know what I mean? And people were educating her, and she took that education and pivoted. She listened. You know what I'm saying? And evolved. And that's what I hope. Listen, man, if Teen Vogue can fucking evolve, you know what I mean? You can too. Right. Like, sit back, you know, and, and evaluate where you're like, okay, I went wrong in this area. Um like, no, I'm sure if you've done that with like music he's made and movies he's made, like this is the same thing, man. Sit back, yeah. go like, okay, cool. Like this was a good idea, and this is how I'm gonna properly put it out there. I mean, you know, you have Diddy now talking about like he's gonna start a political party, and right. like what I'm hoping is that like, let's see, my fear is that like, hey, listen, man, Diddy's a capitalist, dog. Like, there's no doubt about it, and like, right. You know, me and you talked about this before. Like, I don't think capitalism in a different hue is what is the thing that changes everything, right? Right. Um, right. So I think it's important that hopefully, like, um, people getting more aware will become more radicalized and realize yeah. that, like, yo, listen, I'm all for an additional party in this country, several additional parties in this country, um, serious parties. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping that this is the groundswell now of like more and more people being like, yo, this is bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? We're in the middle of a pandemic and we don't have neither party candidate, neither major party candidate talking about Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they don't work for us. Yeah. You know, we got two parties arguing over a trillion dollars that, you know, 
so people can get fucking stimulus payments and mm-hmm. unemployment benefits. And they're arguing over shit because Trump doesn't want to give money to blue states and Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to give money to the airlines or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. arguing over things that, like, because there's no, like, they can do that because there's nobody else. Yeah. In, there's, there's nobody no else there. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and so, and and that's part of the problem with like the Democrats being like, well, we don't really got to address black folks. Black folks are going to vote for us because it, mm-hmm. it's that or fucking Trump. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Is that or just the, like the literal clan? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so like, you know, yes, that's why another fraction of parties needs to happen. You know what I mean? Dog, I said this, um, I think, I think, uh, somebody brought it up on Facebook. Um, I can't quite remember what the post was but like i've said this before if there were a robust independent black party with like black leadership specifically you know working on like black folks issues and you know specifically like you know, we not we we attacking like this homophobia shit. We attacking this like transphobia shit. You know what I mean? We're trying to get like everybody to work together towards like some common goals, and it supported you know young people and universal education and universal health care. I know I'm naming like a lot of shit, but it ain't really a lot. You know what I mean? Like if we had like a a, a real black party like that. Dog, I would stand for that shit. Like, I would really, I would be all about it. You know what I mean? Because I do, like you said, I do feel as though there should be alternatives. And all groups of interest should have that. You know what I mean? An independent, a strong, independent mechanism that serves their needs. You know what I mean? And not only would I rock with the black party, I would support the hell out of the yellow party and the fucking brown party and the poor people's party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if if, if we had that shit, um, but it ain't going to come from the top down with like rich, you know, black millionaires being like, oh, this is how, you know, we need to do it. I don't want funding from fucking i mean if it's funding whatever but i don't want leadership from rich white folks i don't want leadership top down from rich black folks either yeah you know like, what i mean um the, that's not how like things are gonna work right like so that's like you're not gonna because in the end you know like they're gonna do things that are beneficial toward them you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and in so, their class interest. Yes, in their cla- exactly. That's what I was looking for, in class interest, right? So, you know, w- like, I, and I talked about this with somebody the other night, and, and it's the truth. Like, so, like, Bernie didn't get the nomination, um, mm. right? And, like, both me and you were Bernie supporters. We wanted him to get the nomination. That's who we would have voted yeah. for. But the important thing that Bernie did is I mean he did it in 2016. He brought several things to the table that now had to be addressed in 2020. Right. But he also he's the one who's you know him he's the one who inspired like AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Elhan Omar and like mm-hmm. I I saw um you know the thing on Twitter recently is like how it started how is it going right like that's the two pictures right. of like how it started and how's it going. There was a um, Asian sister who, like, it was, like, how it started. It was a picture of her, um, like, campaigning for Bernie in 2016. 
and yeah. how's it going? She's running for state office in her state mm. as a democratic socialist. So yeah. like that's what the impact that's what like his impact will be and like that's what's important. Like so like what like what tr- what um Cube can be doing is like starting going out there finding these candidates that are like talking about things that definitely impact uh black folks and poor folks and fucking like okay we're gonna get some money behind this and we're gonna start doing you know we're gonna start organizing and helping these people take these offices because listen man like if you only wait every four years shit isn't gonna change man like it's just not only talk to the president yeah like it's not gonna change like you know if fucking the republicans are still in control of the senate nothing happens so like we need to like really you know, if this is legit and something you're really trying to do, then yo, get with the working class, uh, the uh, working families party. Get with mm-hmm. the democratic socialists. Get with like all these different things, and like let's start finding candidates to put behind this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah, that's what right. I hope. I hope that's what this leads to. Right, right. Because there's definitely space for that, and I think that. Um, <laughs> also a big part of like what's not discussed when it comes to this whole funding both sides of the fence thing is like you said how much that happens on a local level yes you know what i'm saying and like the state level you could be rich and quietly you know how much money i would throw at you know random leftists who were running for office if i were like a fucking multimillionaire. I just I just cut niggas checks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it also, you know, part of like understanding the the political moment is seeing that pretty much no one wants top-down leadership. You know, whether it's top-down politically or top-down economically, nobody wants to niggas was niggas been in quarantine <laughs> for 7 months talking about eat the rich. Yeah. So you as a rich person think, oh, well, I'm going to set the political agenda now. Niggas don't want that. That's like the opposite of what they want. So like, you know, Cube, I know they roasting you. If if you're listening to this podcast, which you might be, I don't know. (laughs) I know niggas been roasting you, you know, all week. I would love to see, uh, you know, you, you take this licking and learn and and come back and try to do something that's like some real grassroots shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That that would be my my hope is that this energizes him to actually be like, yo, I really need to be in the fight like 24-7. You know what I mean? Right. And I need to be active all the time. Um, right. I guess we uh, go into our last break and then uh, get ready to talk about the, some new music this week because we got some... Got some real good new music this week. A lot of a lot of fucking music <laughs> came out this week. So yeah, let's let's hop out, come right back. Yep. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Boom. Back in effect. Um, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, before we went into the break, a ton of new music came out this week. Um, the the thing that I've been rocking uh, all week has been uh, this new Black Thought record, uh, Streams of Thought 3, uh, Cain and Abel. And, yeah, it's like more of you know <laughs> what we would expect from him this nigga's rapping his ass off you know what i'm saying sean c uh who's worked with like hove worked with diddy and all kind of people uh sean c produced the whole record it's interesting too i'm seeing a lot of this uh one mc one producer yes, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. nowadays you know what i mean like a lot of people are on that type time and yeah, it's it's quite literally what you would expect. It's like high level elite MCing and like the production is crazy too. Yeah, it's it's an extraordinary album. Um and it's a lot longer than the other streams of thought joints that we were getting cuz most those were like yeah. four or five songs, six songs at the most. EPs. Yeah, yeah, essentially EPs. Um this is like a 13 track album, 12 13 track album. Um mm-hmm. And so I guess this is like his first album. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, how they're like labeling it, quantifying things now. So, um, yeah, yeah. but I mean, this is a legit album from you know one of the greatest to ever do this, and yeah, um, it is beat wise, it's dope, um, and you know, bought like the the thing is, and I, I seen somebody say this earlier this week. It's like I don't know if I ever heard a whack verse from from Thought. So no. Nah. Um, he's giving it to you bar wise. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to have to sit with it for a while and had to catch certain stuff. Cause I didn't catch it the first time. Cause he's, he builds so much line online, online, online. So, yeah. um, a lot of fucking words. In yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what, um, I don't, did we say this on a podcast or we might've just said this in, in person. Uh, one of the things that always impressed me with M was M's ability to bend words and make words mm-hmm. rhyme, um, that necessarily don't rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Um, like thought does all that, and he just doesn't talk about like killing his mom or beating his girlfriend, or <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> like he has the ability to just bend words and make words like use words like 
however he wants to use them. That's like the yeah. best way I can describe it. Like he can deploy words that should have no reason to like really be together and he can bend them and make them do what he wants them to do. He's like, yeah. he's a master craftsman. Like, you know what I mean? Right. He's like watching a dude that does like, you ever watch somebody like do glass blowing and like mm-hmm. they make it into a, like you're like, how the fuck did he just make that piece he of glass? Yeah, you're like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's doing that with words and that's right. fucking utterly amazing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, he's like mastered his instrument. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like his his voice and um, what he can do with patterns is crazy and like internal rhymes and like going like, you know, people, there was a time when people would rhyme internal rhymes for like a bar or two bars or something him being able to like stretch long uh sequences within a rhyme that's all internal couplets and shit he's like he's you know like you said like a master at this shit yeah yeah he's you're watching like a master at work when you're when you're listening to this dude fucking rhyme and he's um like and it's one thing I, I've said, but like I, I mean, he's definitely he's better than he was, you know. And, and that's something that's rare. And even in, in music, you get that too, where like this dude is better than he was when he came out. Like a lot of times, it's like oh, the early music I love, blah blah blah. The later stuff I don't right. mind. So, but like this dude is a master, um, and yeah. he's only gotten better over time. And he's, you know, you're wa- you're getting to watch. And this is why, like, I think it's important. Like, you know, we just saw LeBron win his fourth title with the Lakers. And, like, mm-hmm. this dude's 35 and he's still fucking jumping through the roof and doing all this crazy shit athletically. Yeah. Like, and there's always like, oh, well, now is he better than Jordan? Because he's done it with three different teams and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, for me, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I just like watching a dude at the height of, you know, at literally the height of what he does. He's the best player in the world. And like mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying the fact that I'm getting to watch it. I enjoy getting to watch Patrick Mahomes and fucking Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Like I enjoy getting to watch these dudes who are like the top of what they do. Fucking do it. I'm not worried about like are they better than this person so and so. Yeah, somebody who came in another generation or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So like he's just he's a fucking master, and I'm just I'm so happy that we live in a time when it's this easy to just like go record shit and do the so like. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we get this ten years ago. We don't get these albums ten years ago because right. of like, you know, there isn't the time to be or, or the ability to just be like, yo, I'm emailing you these this music, blah blah blah, like you know what I mean, like just the, the just knock it out, yeah. yeah. The technology advancements make it so much more easier. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a stellar, stellar album. I mean, it's obviously you know it's rumbling now for top five and like this for this year already. Mm-hmm. Um. But this album uh, that I'm getting ready to talk about is solidified in my top five already for this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I already know it's going to be. It's really fucking good. Benny the Butcher uh, released his first, te- like, it's technically his first album, like, I think, like, on major release or whatever, is Burden yeah. of Proof. Um, like, we were watching Thought be a master at work. You're watching a young master at work, dog. Mm-hmm. This album is is I never thought there would be a time when I'd be like, "Yo, Thought dropped a uh, uh, an album," 
but there might be an album getting dropped on the same day that's better than it. Like, that's <laughs> like that's not yeah. something I ever thought I'd say, right? Yeah. And it's crazy because Benny, you know, when when Griselda like really, when Griselda really like hit a few years ago, um, it was you know West Side yes. Conway. Benny was like, oh, I don't want to call him Horace blah, blah, blah. Grant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I don't want to see Horace Grant, but yes, yeah, you know yeah, he definitely. was like the third guy, and you know, I, man, him and Conway are really like rumbling, not just for like you know best MC in their crew, but like best MCs out. Uh, yes, right exactly. now, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, like thought is in you know uh, he's legend status, right? Like he's legendary and yeah. shit. You know what I he mean? He rumbling to me. He rumbling. Kane and Slick Rick and, yeah, and yeah, KRS yeah. and all of them for like the all time shit but for like the motherfuckers who are you know making their name now Benny I don't know if you can name five cats that are better than him right now nah and th- like beat wise this album is fucking gorgeous and I love that like listen I love Derringer I think Derringer's a beast and Alchemist and these dudes who they generally work with on a, on a normal basis but yeah. Hit Boy, um, like you just talked about, like people working with one producer for a whole album. Hit Boy did this whole project, um, mm-hmm. and it's lush, and like I think it gives another vibrancy to uh, Benny's lyrics that you don't always get, like with it, you know, because there's a tone set with like this dark, ominous music. These are a lot yeah. more like bright and uh, um, like luxuriously, luxurious sounding uh, beats, and so. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting a whole nother. It gives it a whole different vibe when you're listening to the rhyme. Um, right. I mean, it, it's rhyme wise. It's so fucking stellar. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. He's a ma- he's he's a master craftsman when it comes to writing rhymes. Though I remember when you put me on the fly guy years. This is like probably four years ago now, whatever, five years ago um, when you put me on the fly guy um, and that record I remember listening to Shower Shoe Lords and going oh this dude Benny is fucking Mm -hmm. crazy like he might have the best verse on this fucking album that's still like one of the craziest verses yeah and then when he dropped when uh, Westside dropped uh, there's Fly God there's God and Fly God praise both and Pissy Mm -hmm. Work was on there I was oh this is the best verse of the year like no hands down this is the best verse of the fucking year and I remember then going like, yo, and you know, I told you, like, I was like, yo, I think Benny the best out this fucking crew, dog. Like, and he mm-hmm. the one who don't get as much shine. Like, you know what I mean? Get the shine, yeah. I was yeah. like, but this dude might be the best out the group. Yeah. And man, he fucking proves it on it. Like, the burden of proof is there. Like, this motherfucker proves right. he's he's crazy. It's also a little crazy that, you know, we got a Nas record produced completely by hit boy and a Benny record produce like produce completely by hit boy and Nas record is it is good like yeah yeah like Nas is cool yeah it's 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 a good record but yeah yeah this Benny shit is like he's in his prime yeah you know what I mean and hit boy you know it's crazy too because I, I just we were like on uh, YouTube like looking at shit and a video popped up or it might have been Twitter a video popped up it was uh, Hit Boy Diddy Will I Am and like Britney Spears 
the song was like fucking terrible. It was like so <laughs> shitty. It was from like mad years ago. And it's if you would have told me that that cat would be like making this shit now, you know, not that I would like would doubt him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Be a talented musician, but he, yeah, between this and like that Nas record, like he's having like a hell of a year as a producer, you know? Yeah, he's got a good run, man. He's, a, he's hitting a good stride right now. Um, but uh yeah, this this fucking this Benny project is insane, man. Like like I said, if you ever would have told me like, yo, Black Thought's gonna drop an album and you're gonna say another album that dropped that same day is better than his, I'd have been like, yo, you fucking insane. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I really, really love this Benny project, man. Um Burden of Proof is fucking insane. And yeah. um I saw shout out to uh the homie Reef. He was like, This shit is like get rich or die trying. Mm. Like in a matter yeah. of like, oh, this is a this is a statement. Like you know what I yeah. mean. I really feel like that's that's a thing. Like this is a statement record. Like all these yeah. like the, their whole crew dropped solo records this year. Like mm-hmm. you had uh, Conway dropped just a couple weeks ago. Um, Westside dropped just a couple weeks ago. Even Baldy James dropped the project. Uh, who was just yeah. newly signed to them. And this joint by far for me is better than those projects it's the best one yeah. it's and yeah. that's no shot at those because they're all great projects this right. shit is fucking like hands down this shit is ridiculous and like he yeah. proves how what he is as an mc on this project yeah the um like the guest spots are ill on this like you know we don't really fuck with rick ross but like the ross song is crazy mm-hmm. Lil Wayne's verse on yes. this is out of control. I, I don't even like like Wayne's dope, but I'm not like shitting on him. I'm not. I never was like a huge Wayne fan. Nah, I don't His own a Carter is, record, so right. His verse is crazy on this, like to the point where. He spit it and I rewound the shit. Like, yo, yo, I play that shit again. Yeah. Like his versus bananas. Like, yeah, it's it's really dope. I see a lot of people comparing the Benny record to um like 2000s era hove like people are like yo this is like that rock shit like i keep seeing people make that comparison that's definitely like the the wayne song uh it's like wayne and big sean on it that beat sounds like a just blaze yeah beat. yeah you know what i'm saying like they yeah they really you know some people complain about like the drug bars he's just rapping about drugs 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 or whatever Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like that motherfucker. Y'all listen to I feel like What did my beat rap about? Mo- right. <laughs> like <laughs> niggas will listen to motherfuckers rap about being nice for a whole album. You know what I mean? Like, oh I'm nice, and that's the whole record, you know what I'm saying? Uh but yeah, this so you can listen to this motherfucker, you know, sell dope on the whole record. But yeah, it's it's a really dope record. I, I love this shit. And yeah, it made me like even more excited to be like, yo, like what is his next thing going to be like? Yeah. What if he he do a whole record with Just Blaze or somebody? You know what I mean? Like what is that? What could that shit sound like? Yeah. You know? I, I, I was really not surprised because I know Benny is fucking tough. Like, you know what I mean? He's been my favorite from Griselda for a while. Um, yeah. But like, I think he shows versatility on this show. Like, yeah, he talks about drug dealing on like every song. Fucking push a T's made a career out of that. So you know what I mean? Whatever. Every bar yeah. for Pusha T has been like some drug shit. Um 
But like he talks about like yo having my brother die and like being locked up and having you know my fucking marriage fall apart and like like all these different things like he's he's using that as the basis for like every other aspect of his life because that was a large part of his fucking life. Um, yeah. If y'all niggas so dope, y'all would rap about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> You're not gonna not rap about it. Like come on. Like he says in the one time he's like yo before I uh, he's like yo I recall it before I record it. You know what mm. I mean? Like he's pulling from life experiences to put put on record. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, man. I like. I mean, listen, man. You know, we grew up in like the biggest, like the drug dealing and fly shit era. Like that was what fucking mid nineties, late nineties was all about. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like maybe that it's touching a different chord in me because that's what you know what I mean. Yeah. But like to say nothing of like 88, 89, all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. From like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I just think I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly I'm like, I don't know what the, this this shit is certified top five for me, like for the year. Like mm-hmm. thought joint is close too. Like, you know what I mean? That's close to being like, yo, well, Friday two of the top five albums dropped for the year. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that wasn't even an art like that's def that's almost definite for me. But like right. like honestly, to to think that thought was gonna drop and I'd be like, Yeah, but like this Benny joint, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um and you know what was perfect about both those records? Neither one of them was like 20 tracks, dog. Like, you like keeping it a nice 10 <laughs> right. to 12, and we good. Right. Get in and get out. Yes. But yeah, both projects super fucking dope. Streams of Thought 3, uh, um, Kane and Abel, and uh, Benny the Butcher, uh, Burden of Proof. Both of them. Like, if you haven't listened to them, I don't know why you listening to this podcast if you ain't, listen, if you ain't listening to those shits. Um, right. but both of them like were mid where like yo when they dropped at midnight I was like yo I'm gonna listen to both these records so mm-hmm. um, other than that I guess we can start wrapping up um, uh, you can get us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Serious Rap Shit um, I'm mm-hmm. Indy I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter you're John underscore Liberator at Instagram and Twitter um, yep yep you can hit the website, SeriousRapShit.com, grab your merch. Um, we've been having a bunch of people buy a bunch of stuff. We really, 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 truly appreciate that. Um, shout out. Yeah, shout out to y'all. We really, really appreciate y'all. Um, uh, we also have the Abolish Ice um, hoodies and t-shirts at Incense Trap and Yoga. Um, or you can hit our link uh, on... Um, uh, on our inst- on our Instagram, we have the link tree that has a link straight to there too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what else is there? Uh, what else do we got? Anything else? Um, no, we got all the things. My um, uh, piece that I wrote on uh, "Do You Want More" is coming out soon, soonish. That's what's up through uh halfway, halfway books. books so yeah we'll we'll talk about that shit once it goes up but I, the pre-orders come in soon and you have a Bandcamp page with shit on there to purchase what's what's the it's like john morrison 215 or something right yeah john morrison 215 yeah. uh i'll give you the exact shit give me one second i hate googling on the mic but Oh wait, there we go. Yeah, John Morrison two one five dot bandcamp dot com. 
Word. Go there, support my brother. Got like a couple albums up there, shit like that. Go check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can give y'all my cash app. You know what I mean? If y'all want to support me individually, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Right. Um. No. Other than that, yo, we'll be back next week with some more fire for you. Who knows? The world could be on fire by next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's likely. It's fucking likely. Um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, um, we'll be back next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. We chat about it with celebrity guests, including Lance Bass, Doug Benson, and Lacey Mosley. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Jess Hilarious, and I'm just making sure y'all know that I got a podcast called Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'm going to be telling y'all all my business and telling y'all other people's business, too. It ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships, from child support to stimulus checks, Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you, but they do make for a real good conversation. <laughs> In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human crazy and we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time. Just make sure you tune in. Listen to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.